How's the rig? The rig! How is she? Got a cracked timing case cover and it's broken a couple of teeth off the timing gears. Got a cracked timing case cover, it's broken a couple of teeth off the timing gear. Yeah, the radiator's damaged at the core. The radiator's damaged at the core. It's got a cracked water pump. It's got a cracked water pump. And a fractured injector line. It's got a fractured injector line. <laughs> well, what does all that mean? Yeah, okay, but what does that mean? What does that mean? 24 hours. 24 hours? They've got 12. You've got 12! Okay. okay. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 40. Woo! Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks a lot. I, it's great to have you on the show. Such a, you know, uh, you're so behind me on this. It's great. Have you on the show? This is our show. Okay, okay. And you know what? I made a deal with you two throughout the show every 10th episode. You get to do the movie of the week, so we have that coming up later. Mm-hmm. But if you are unfamiliar with My Bleeding Ears, we are a little podcast that likes to kind of review movies, um, like genre movies, not like huge, big, big budget kind of pictures, kind of lower lower fare maybe, or or uh, movies of old that we love, or <laughs> yeah. movies of new that we love. Movies of old, like back to 1981. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that shit's old now, okay? <laughs> that's 30 years ago, no matter what way you, you look at it almost. I hear here. kids referring to Michael Jackson as the oldies. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Truth. But thank you everyone for listening. You know, we like to talk about horror, sci-fi movies, uh, action, exploitation, all sorts of stuff. So please enjoy our episodes, and especially this one. This is a pretty cool show we have for you. Mm -hmm. Um, We really haven't been to the movies lately because we just got back a few weeks ago from uh, the Cinepocalypse Film Fest, and we were wiped out, man. Yeah, we were totally going to go on Saturday, and then we... Talked each other out of it really easily. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't even get up yet. We were still in bed. Like, oh, oh man, it's a tough. You know, it, it was it was really rough seeing all those movies. Not because it was so many movies, is that my my butt hurt after a while and just going to the theater. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, the seats were not the best because it's an older older theater. But mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And just sitting, forcing me to focus for like twelve full hours on right. different themes. That is not easy for me to do. It's not easy for anybody to do. No, it isn't. Yeah, still enjoyable. I'm still oh, I'm still loved great. it. Yeah, we were gonna go and see The Incredibles two and Ant Man and the Wasp, but we didn't see those. No. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend is in the new Ant Man, and I'm kind of pissed we didn't go see it. Yeah. Wait. I should remember. Hannah came in. Hannah John came in. Hannah Jan- John came in. I was close. Yeah, you're close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're close. But besides that, uh, other news about us is that we were, um, I don't know, I was going to say indoctrinated. <laughs> we were, we joined a podcast uh, group. Yeah, that's, indoctrinated is not the right yeah, word. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, sorry, my vo- vocabulary isn't always the best. So, uh, It's called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, or uh, the PFPN. Mm-hmm. 
it's a bunch of different little podcasts in a group, and they mostly follow like what we do for the most part. Yeah. Uh, there's like uh, different ones. There's a uh, one called Midnight Snacks, which deals with um, different horror hosts like uh, Zachary, uh, Svenguli. So they kind of just like review or talk about old horror hosts. Mm-hmm. Do you know who my favorite is? Uh, your favorite horror host is. I can see him. Joe Bob Briggs. You're right. That's yeah. what this show is semi-based on. Yep. So, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is actually kind of cool that he's doing a 24... Well, maybe not 24 hour. But he's doing like a, a movie marathon on Shudder this weekend. Cool. Where he, you know, he'll be in between films, you know, doing his shtick. So. Okay. So I might have to check that part of that out on Saturday. Very cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I admittedly haven't listened to all the podcasts that are on that network, but uh, Attack of the Killer podcast, I've listened to a couple of episodes of that. Those are good. Yeah, they were like the, those are like the main guys who, who approached us, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's one called uh, Land of the Creeps. It's like a bi-weekly horror podcast. I listened to them a little bit today. There's a few few guys in that one. Mm-hmm. All about movies. It's like a mishmash of all sorts of movies, old and new, and uh, they just kind of talk about them. It's pretty cool. Then there's the Fiasco Brothers Watch a Movie. It's just these two guys who uh, just kind of just critique, I don't know, just kind of random movies, and not really in a genre at all. So it's kind of cool. Okay. They uh they have a picture of themselves on there. And uh, it, it, they don't look like the guys, but they kind of just reminded me from the picture, kind of, of the, the guys from City Slickers, the uh, the brothers with the ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, ah, uh, oh, jeez. Ira and Barry Shalowitz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> that's what I, I was kind of hoping the show would be like that, but it isn't. But it's still pretty <laughs> cool, though. Check it out. Uh, then there's the, the Bloody Hook podcast. Uh, they talk about urban legends. Cool. And different, you know. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. And there's another one. Oh crap, I forgot to write it down. But uh it's the uh, the Weight of Cheese podcast, which is a pretty funny one. Uh, I was listening to them, them today and they're it was uh they're talking about different times they they were in movie theaters where shit's gone down or there's fights or the projection blew up and caught on fire and <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, so yeah, check those out on the uh, Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Uh, we've only really seen one movie lately, and it was the Andre the Giant documentary, because we uh, uh, have the HBO pass now, where you can watch stuff on our Fire Stick. Mm-hmm. And it was a day or two since we had it, and I was like, oh crap, you know, I haven't seen this Andre the Giant documentary i saw the rick flair one and there was like a lot of heart and a lot of feeling in that one i cried a lot at that one yeah so i definitely had to see this one um pretty much about andre the giant uh he's a big guy wrestled and had feelings and that was about it i was kind of disappointed by this one oh well i mean wrestled had feelings was in a lot of physical pain for most of his life Yeah, yeah and sort of emotional pain too because he lamented about how there are accommodations for blind people, for deaf people, for mm-hmm. disabled people. Yeah. But not for large people. He doesn't fit anywhere. Right. He sticks out all the time. He was in a lot of pain his whole life. Right. Well, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't say I didn't like it. I mean, yeah. I was disappointed by it. Okay. I was kind of disappointed in the same way I was uh, disappointed with the Monster Squad documentary, too. It just didn't go as much in depth 
as I would have liked it to have gone, or maybe yeah. is that I knew a lot of the stuff already about Andre the Giant because I do like wrestling. I'm not, you know, ape shit about it, but yeah, I like wrestling. It's funny. It's it's a good time. It's uh, it's it's you know a soap opera. You know? That's yeah, yeah, sure. With guy with sweaty guys throwing each other around. What did you feel like was missing that you would have liked? I would have liked to have seen uh, more stories about the Princess Bride. They kind of glossed over it a little quick maybe Quickly, like yeah. five minutes i caught part of that well i i see I, I already heard from rob reiner and billy crystal before and carrie elways before too about andre the giant because on the princess bride i think it was like 20th or 25th anniversary dvd i watched a special behind it and they pretty much said the same thing about andre the giant that they do in this one right and so and i think the Ric Flair one was a lot more heart-wrenching because it was a lot more with personal demons than it was with uh, physical demons, I guess. I don't know. That's true. They With Ric Flair, they go into his children, his wives, his parents. They don't do a whole lot of that in Andre the Giant, but I wondered if maybe that was because he wasn't... Well, no, they do talk about his father. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more about his family. Yeah, same here, or, or maybe a little more about where he's from, or or how he got into wrestling more. If there there was like someone who kind of pushed him into it, or they really didn't explain too much on that. Okay. Uh, I even though I'm I'm not a huge fan of it, I think people should check this documentary out if you don't know who Andre the Giant is, and if you're just remember him from The Princess Bride. Me, personally, I always remembered Andre the Giant as a villain because I grew up in the 80s, and in the 80s, he was mostly a villain. I, I never really saw the stuff from the 70s, which he did, which he was always a good guy, it seems like, and I didn't really know that. And uh, they gloss over that in the documentary yeah. quickly. They just kind of sweepingly say he didn't like being a heel. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I, so it, I just really wasn't impressed by it. I, I'm... Of course, there were a couple parts where I did kind of get kind of sad for him, and towards the end, he did look really bad. Oh God, he was—he looked like he was in his mid sixties, and he was forty-six when he died. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think, but Andre the Giant did pave a lot of way ways for for people, especially um, the guy who kind of took his place in the WWE, Paul White, or the Big Show as they call him. Mm-hmm. He had the same uh, problem as Andre the Giant did. He just kept growing, and there's something you have to do with your thyroid to make you like stop growing. With I don't know the the medical term, but of course it's called gigantism, where you just right. keep growing until you just kind of explode maybe well until you're in great pain and die very young your bones and muscles and all that stuff just get too big for you and you just die and then large people tend to not live very long anyway heart problems usually are usually are it back and knee problems like andrew the giant just had scars all over his knees from multiple multiple knee surgeries Mm -hmm. oh i wanted to be a professional wrestler when i was younger way younger in high school right until I broke my arm and that was about it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that was I, a really bad break yeah, yeah I don't think I ever wrestle again so yeah you growing up you kind of look up to these guys and man their job is tough they take oh, some yeah. hard bumps like you were watching it and you're like ouch 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 yeah. and, like, and it's funny for people to say oh wrestling's fake but yeah it's about as fake as the TV show Friends you know except the, you don't see fucking 
Chandler taking dives off of, <laughs> the third floor fucking wherever they are because he's staring at the naked guy across the street. You know, there was never anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not fake in that they are definitely athletes. And I yeah. also realized in this documentary when they interviewed Hulk Hogan that it's not fake in that in the big fight with Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan really didn't know how that was going to end. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, it's scripted into a point. Right. Like some wrestlers are able to script out the whole fight and some others just go, you know, just kind of wing it. And if they're a really good wrestler, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Which is very impressive to choreograph a whole 10 minute, 15 minute match. That's tough. That's Absolutely. a lot of movement. Yeah. And whereas Hulk Hogan likes to script the entire thing, Andre the Giant didn't want to script anything. No. And so yeah. Hulk Hogan was a little scared. But then, <laughs> but then Andre remembered the whole script and he went through it yeah. with them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there were times... Actually, right before WrestleMania, the the Rock and Triple H were supposed to were wrestling. I think in the main event, and someone had actually caught them the day before. Then they filmed them just doing rehearsing the whole match, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing as the match that happened at WrestleMania. But then, yeah, mm-hmm. then there's some wrestlers who just don't know what's going on and just totally wing it and come off looking great. And what you really don't see also is that the referee is is getting. Um, has an earpiece in and they're getting lines from the bag telling what they want to see next and you'll see the the referee crawling by the wrestler all the time it's not because he's seeing if he's all right he's going down there to tell him what to do next right just I mean, there's a lot a lot that goes into wrestling yeah. that people just don't see and yeah. they don't get the respect for that they, they deserve right these are actors and athletes so now i'm just trying to think of a movie i want to do a movie of the week that's a wrestling movie can you think of any i can think of like two I mean, the wrestler is obviously the first one comes to mind, but I don't don't make me watch that again. I no, can't. no, I'm no, I'm not the wrestler. <laughs> that movie's too good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we review good movies on this show. We do, but I I, I want to review No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Exactly, <laughs> that's perfect for this show, and or uh, or Body Slam or Roddy Piper. Yeah, I've never heard of these movies. Yeah, she's not into wrestling like I am. That's why. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but sure, okay, we could do those movies. Sure, yeah. Is, uh, that, is there really like a whole genre of wrestling movies no. that I just never heard well, of? There's or? Nacho Libre. And well, I've heard of that one. WrestleManiac, I think, is another one. Okay, I haven't seen that one, and I didn't think Nacho Libre was that funny. I didn't see it because Jack Black. Oh yeah, that's right. Eh. Yeah, well, I like the guys who did Napoleon Dynamite, and I thought I'd give it a shot. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't laugh all that much. Maybe I need to watch it again, or maybe I don't. Okay. Who knows? You know what else funny happened this weekend? Is uh, I went to my first ever anime convention. Oh, yeah. I've mm-hmm. never been to one before, so I had to check it out, see what all the fuss is about. And it was okay. You know, I was there's uh, a bunch of young people there, uh, and they are just, you know, being acting all anime and stuff, doing dances. and It was like a cool kind of community where people... All hung out together and no one was being judged or anything. So I went there to judge. (laughs) (laughs) So there's role-playing, people dress up, and there are action figures, and I'm assuming... Well, I'm assuming action figures and definitely artwork, Yeah, there was plenty of that stuff. I was hoping for a little more on the side of uh, maybe like horror. But there was, was a lot of like Sailor Moon... And a lot of the kind of like the, the cutesy stuff, none of like the dark things that I liked when I was growing up and I watched. It was more like the, the more mainstream anime stuff like Ninja Scroll or Akira, oh. 
Ghost in the Shell, Fist of the North Star, all these kind of violent, bloody, killer kind of movies or TV shows. And this really didn't have any of that there. That's so I was kind of bad. I was kind of disappointed in that. But yet again, uh, there are bigger conventions than this one. The uh, the Midwest Anime Convention is what it was called. I we did a, a friend of mine and I went around and we kind of just did a couple walkthroughs and looked at some of the art and we didn't go on any panels. Uh, we left after a couple hours. But one cool thing that we like to do is when we leave, we always like to give our passes away to people. Uh, usually just wait outside where there's like the line for people to buy their passes and we, we give them to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes us feel good about ourselves yeah. pretty much. You know? <laughs> Realigns your karma. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it does. You know, for all the shitty things I did that week, hopefully this thing makes it, you know, pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, I gave it to, uh, there's a, a couple and they were going to buy tickets and they were, had like a little kid with them. They were like, hey man, you guys want some passes? You know, go in there for however, five hours and buy your kids something, you know. That's pretty nice. Much it. They so, were happy. Yeah, my buddy and I usually like to do that or, or at the comic conventions on our last day. Just, you know, help a brother out, you know, or help someone out. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes makes me feel good for a little while. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it I is. think that's good. I, thank you. Thank you very much. I don't think I knew that you used that you like to do that. That's very yeah. nice. Yeah. And usually people are like, really? I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm not going to use it. Go ahead, take yeah. it. Like, I'm tr- like, I'm trying to scam them or something. Like, I'm going to embarrass them if they, they try and walk in and it's fake. Do you, Aww, do you think yeah. Do you think there's bootleg, like, passes out? For, you know, that's a, you know, no. that's a good... I should start looking into that so I yeah. can start bootlegging passes to start go to... Start researching that. So I can, yeah, get into these conventions for free. I get wanting to keep it for, like, a keepsake. Like, it just reminded me that my Cinepocalypse passes in your car and I want yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I want to keep those. Cause, well, that's pretty cool artwork. I yeah. Mean. Otherwise, yeah, this one, there's nothing really special on it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of, I like to do that. Yeah, I don't get the, what you would have to gain by giving away a bootleg, like, pass. Yeah. That's, you're just being a dick. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you wanted to do, then. Maybe next time I'll just burn one right in front of the line of people, (laughs) like, fuck you, uh, (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) That's not going to realign your karma. No, it's not. It's just going to make a lot of fumes and... Make people puke and set up some fire <laughs> alarms. Which, I mean, uh, hey, who knows? Movie of the week, the 1997 classic. Classic. <laughs> and your pick, I know what you did last summer. Yes. Which, I mean, what can I say? 
struggled with which movie I was going to pick. There were lots of movies that I loved. The first one that just popped into my head was I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I did realize that there are probably plenty of lists. Oh, we have like four listeners. Like a couple of them might be like, what's popcorn 90s bullshit is this? <laughs> and I agree with you. <laughs> but I love this movie. I'm not proud of it. I don't think it's particularly good. But I've seen it maybe 27 times. Well, why don't you tell me about this movie? This is your movie. Yeah. You shoot. I know what you did last summer. So four young friends bound by a tragic accident are reunited when they find themselves being stalked by a hook-wielding maniac in their small seaside town. Ooh. So this is uh, directed by Jim Gillespie, who I'm not familiar with. And the, the novel is Lois Duncan. And I wrote down, novel? What? <laughs> I didn't know this was a book. So now I'm going to read it, obviously. And then the screenplay is Kevin Williamson, who you may know from, like, lots of WB shows. Um, Scream. Yeah. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. You know Kevin Williamson. This is starring uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie. She's from Party of Five, The Client List, Ghost Whisperer, that movie career that didn't quite take off. Yeah. Lots and lots of TV. She just stuck stuck to TV. Yeah. I think it's because she's, uh, from what I've heard... Is that she's uh, nuts? And... There are plenty of people who are nuts <laughs> whose movie careers took off. So I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Nuts in a different way, maybe. I don't know. Okay. That's just I just I hear things. Okay. That's she all. did date Jamie Kennedy for a while. I didn't really get that. And, she, and he broke up with her because she was nuts. Yeah. And when Jamie Kennedy breaks up with you, there's something fucking wrong. Cause yeah, that, I don't know. Yeah. Man. Okay. Sarah Michelle Gellar, <laughs> uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Cruel Intentions, Scooby-Doo, The Ringer, everybody knows Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Philippe, this is the first time I had ever seen him, I think maybe the first time anybody had ever seen him, because Cruel Intentions actually came out in 1999, mm-hmm. um, he's Barry, he's from Cruel Intentions, 54, main character in 54, one of them, right? 54, what movie is that? Like... Studio 54. Oh, right? Studio yeah. 54. I never saw it. Oh, okay. And The Way of the Gun, which I actually liked, and that was yeah. around the time that I really started to respect Ryan Philippe as an actor. He's pretty good in that. Oh, He's yeah. He's never I like bad, but... Yeah, I like that yeah. movie. He was just really a pretty face. Freddie Prince Jr., who plays Ray. He's in She's All That, Scooby-Doo, House of Yes, 24. And you know what he does now? He is, like, an executive producer of WrestleMania, right? Or... WWE, WWE World Wrestling. WrestleMania me. is an event they have. I'm it's sorry. The, yeah, okay. I knew that he was, he. that's how he, it's where his bread's buttered now. Yeah, exactly. In wrestling. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, also, married to Sarah Michelle Gellar, they met in this movie, and if they ever break up, I'll kill myself. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's not funny. That wasn't a funny joke. But I'll be really, really sad. Only if you do if it, like, in up. wrestling. Like, in wrestling. Because it's all fake. So. Scooby-Doo, like they have to solve the mystery of how I died. No, Scooby-Doo. no, 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 <laughs> no, you messed up the WrestleMania joke. Oh, say it again. No, no, no. That, I probably a, didn't get it. Yeah, I know. It, and that's the joke now. So <laughs> you don't get wrestling jokes. So this movie opens. These kids are all in high school. They're graduating. They're going away to college. Um, they're at the beach. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is just one like the Miss whatever of her town. Miss Fishhook, 1997. I should probably know it because I've seen it so many times, but I don't. It's not really that important. Um, They all get really drunk, hanging out at the beach, and then they drive home. 
it's Freddie Prince Jr. who ends up driving the car home because uh, Barry, Ryan Philippe, is so drunk, but it's his car. Mm -hmm. um, they're screwing around. Um, it's mostly Barry who's screwing around, and they hit this guy, and they think kill him. And they decide that they'll never believe that Ray was driving, that they'll think that Barry was driving. Barry's wasted, and so they decide they're going to get rid of this body. And then they sort of grow apart because, obviously... Right, and what, like a year later, they all come back yeah. and kind of uh, meet each other. And this is like a, a seaside fishing town. Yeah, seaside fishing town. Mm -hmm. Which kind of... Um, it's important to the it, Yeah, it yeah. is, because the, the antagonist of this movie is a fisherman who wears a slicker and has a hook. Has so, a hook. Yeah, so, yeah, it kind of plays and into they, it. Yeah, they tie it in a little bit. They're telling... They're sitting around a campfire at the beach telling a story about a man with a hook. It's an old urban legend story, and they all have different endings... To the story and they all think they're right but that's the fun thing about urban legends they are all right because right. all of those have been told as urban legends all of those endings are correct so it's interesting that they that they're sitting around a campfire talking about that urban legend so you're gonna like that podcast i'm talking about they're totally gonna love that the bloody hook podcast yeah i'm gonna check network. that out so yeah, i get... think i missed that one on the website i'm gonna take a look at that um so yeah, they all get back together. Um, J-Love decides that she wants to solve this mystery so she can find some peace because she did get a threatening letter. I um, know what you did last summer. I know summer. what you did last summer is all the letter says, all the letter reads. Mm -hmm. um, they all start being threatened except kind of Ray because he's going to be the, the uh, red, red herring. herring here. Thank you. I almost said wild card. That doesn't make any sense. He's going to be the red herring and then, oh, I got a letter. And Barry's like, oh, you got a letter? And then he talks about all the terrible things that happened. Like Jennifer, or, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller had all of her hair cut off. Her terrible wig got cut off. Uh, Barry got hit by a car. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, we didn't talk about how Johnny Galecki is in this. Oh, yeah. He tries his hand at being an asshole and pulls it off okay. Yeah, he does it okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he gets murdered first. It's pretty cool, I guess. I remember thinking it was gross when yeah. I was 17. That was a good kill. Yeah. yeah. He, got, he got hooked in the jaw. He got, yeah. got caught like a fish. In the jaw, you know? and right. They pull him over this ice, and there's blood all over the ice. Galecki fish captured. Yeah. <laughs> she finds him in the trunk covered in all these crabs, and she runs screaming to her friends to come back and look at the trunk. Come back and look at the trunk, and there's nothing in there. How do they do that? Self-cleaning Galecki. Self Leaves only the fresh scent of pine. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even when I was 17, I was like, like how did he have yeah. time to vacuum out the trunk? Yeah, and there, come on, there's like, should be some crabs, crabs left, right? Or, like, I'm sure. Climbing out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it pinched the hook guy, too, and he was trying to clean that shit out, hurrying <laughs> while she's in the house, getting other people. You don't just bag up crabs. I don't know yeah. if it's that easy. But I don't know. Fisherman, if you're listening to this, is it that easy to bag up crabs? Are they not as messy as I think they are? That's Let my new know. restaurant now. It's called Bag of Crabs. Bag of Crabs. Yeah, it's like that one restaurant, that Louisiana restaurant we went yeah. to. They served all that shit in a bag. It's like, like not actual shit, but like corn and <laughs> Yeah, they served the corn. It's shit. like a Cajun, literal, like, yeah, garbage bag yeah, of... Accent not included, though. So. Yeah, of seafood, and it is delicious. And I don't know what yeah. it's called, but I bet it's not Bag of Crabs. Bag of Crabs. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the name of your restaurant. Um... So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times. 
there's a huge nostalgia aspect to it. I remember watching this movie with my boyfriend and a couple of my best friends when I was 17 in the theaters. Did he try and put the moves on it you during was, this movie? No, we'd been dating for a while. He had already put the oh, moves on Oh, he's like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so it's like us now. Right? Already, yeah, made those moves. <laughs> Sorry, Mom and Dad, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember we all thought it was funny. It was one of the few movies that my girlfriends would, like horror movies that my girlfriends would watch with me, like that and Scream were ones that they liked. Um, I remember in college I would show this to my friends and... Uh, I don't remember, Josh, if you're listening and you thought this was wrong, uh, let me know. But I remember you thinking that it wasn't a very good movie and I defended it with Sarah Michelle Gellar's, it was the first time I ever said, yeah, but this bitch wants to live. Like she fights like hell for her life and she almost saves it. She almost makes it. Do you, are, are you saying right now that you coined that phrase, bitch wants to live? Yeah. Okay, good. Did I not? No, well, I'm just figuring out right now. I'm just, I'm just you're on, we're on uh, Rissa's recording, so this yeah. This bitch wants to live. If um, I didn't, let me know that somebody else did it. But I, I didn't hear anyone else say it. This was something that I just said. That's how I defended it. Sarah Michelle Gellar is a badass in this. Yeah, she, uh, she wants to live, right? Yeah, and she almost does. So close. It's weird. The funny part that I noticed this time, this watching, this viewing, is that she's in the parade at 10 a.m. that morning. And then when she's killed, it's because she's screaming for help watching the parade at like 10 o'clock that night. That is the longest parade, parade. that I've... It's like a town parade, yeah. It's like what it take place in Disney World? Parade, you know? <laughs> like you just do the parade all day. It's like... Every they hour? cried only for 12 hours instead and of like three. <laughs> more And more more guys in slickers too. Yeah, lots of guys in slickers. Easily confused with the murderer. <laughs> um, so I know this movie isn't the best movie, but at the same time, I feel like it, this was a time in my youth where I was starving for new horror movies to come out. And we did talk about right. how there are more than we think in the 90s. There are more than we think, but it was a lot harder to get to those movies Yeah, and it is as it is today where we can just press a few buttons on our computer or our controller for our TV and find it. Right. So yeah, it was tougher because all that... Because the main horror that they were pushing out at that time were slasher movies, kind of like what they're doing now. Yeah. With uh, or they did with zombie movies. It was you know that was it. That was the fad. That was the craze. So yeah, we got a lot of movies like I know what you did last summer. We got movies like Scream and Valentine and all all that. And so. I've seen all of those dozens of times, <laughs> even though I know some of them aren't very good. Valentine, but I've seen them a lot. <laughs> uh, so do you? Because this movie takes place in a small town, did it kind of resonate with you a little bit? Oh, that's a good question, but the answer is a definite no. no. That never occurred to me. No. no. <laughs> I suppose, you know, I was only 17, so I had never actually experienced leaving my small town and then coming home to people who had never left. Like, the whole, the big point of Ray's character is that he was supposed to go to New York and he ends up just working in that small fishing village. Right. Which is apparently shameful. And I do remember thinking, like re-watching this and other movies where you come back to your small town and you're like, oh, it's so sad that my friends are still here. That's bullshit. I mean, they're just living their lives. They right. shouldn't be ashamed that their lives aren't the same as yours. Yeah. Like, you left. They didn't. That's yeah. fine. There's no shame in that. Yeah, yeah who gives a shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I do remember thinking that. So I guess kind of, but... 
Not when I was 17. That never really... So there was never a point in time where you were like, oh, God, I hope I'm not Sarah Michelle Geller and fucking I know what you did last summer when I go back home after college. Well, no, because I was so cocky when I was 17. I was like, it's <laughs> definitely not going to be me because I'm going to be a superstar in New York somewhere on Broadway. <laughs> when I was 17, I definitely thought that was going to be what where I would be at this age. Um, you ready to hear what I think about this movie? Well, I know you're. I, I know you're dying to hear it, but yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. Finish. I want to ask you just a silly question. Sure. Watching Johnny Galecki get murdered is that more or less satisfying now that you've watched some of the Big Bang Theory? Uh it's. It's it's not it's it's same level because his character in Roseanne kind of equals out the character in Big Bang Theory. He's kind of a loser because yeah. I want to beat the shit out of one of them, and I kind of want to just go, oh man, to the other one. And the one I want to beat the shit out of is Big Bang Theory. Leonard, which I want to, yeah, I, don't know, I want to battle royale with all those guys anyway. Whereas David, you're just kind of like stand up for yourself, Poindexter. Yeah. Quit being a loser. Yeah. Jeez. God. Okay. So, but Did no, I- no, not at all. Tell me what you think about this movie, yeah. Okay, I, this must have been about maybe the fourth time I've seen this movie. Maybe it was the first time that I actually paid attention the whole way through, because I'm not a huge, huge fan of 90s slasher movies. It wasn't a part of my life like it is with you. Right. Uh, I like Kevin Williamson. Uh, I like the Scream movies. I like Dawson's Creek. And after watching this movie, I kind of appreciated those things a lot more. I appreciated Kevin Williamson a lot more because how he wrote these characters out and how they were portrayed on screen. All these characters are flawed in a way. Uh, you've got the character of um, the Sarah Michelle Gellar character. She's, you know, her uh, sister sucks and and treats her poorly. Yeah, and, she's just the worst. Uh, uh, family's not around, it seems like. Mm-hmm. It just kind of seems like it's just them two. So they're a, a kind of a flawed character. Yeah, then you've got, lonely, yes. Then you've got the Barry, the Barry character. He's rich. He's, you know, has nothing to worry about except killing people by <laughs> on accident. Yeah. Um, but he did go away to college. He's only home for the summer. He went for a football scholarship and he remained pretty successful but as you see in that scene where he came home you see his mother in the background and well one thing about this movie is that the parents are pretty much non-existent Non-existent. except jennifer love hewitt where she has one conversation with her mother and it's not a positive one yeah um then you have the character uh the the what's his name uh freddie prince jr character who lost his dad Along with Jennifer Love Hewitt, she never lost knew her his dad. dad. Never yeah. knew his dad. Mm-hmm. He was a fisherman, so he just, I guess, uh, just did what his dad did. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were all kind of sad characters who were uh, who made, had, you know, built themselves up to a point where they're respected amongst themselves, and they they have a life, and they're going to do all these great things. And then this one instance happens, and it ruins all of that. It ruins that barrier or that protection that they built for a times to to help them or to uh, protect them and it's all shattered in one night and everything is gone after that everything that they've ever built up the confidence or, or or anything is just gone that night and you can see the transition from the next year over is that they're totally different broken people yeah. which i can really respect that in in writing and as in filmmaking uh, i really didn't see that the first few times when i did see this movie 
So yeah, I have to say I gotta respect the writing um, and the directing too, because it's not—they're not throwing this in your face. You know, you're not. You're, there's never an instance where uh, you see how horrible it is at home, or you hear uh, Freddie Prinze's mother talk about how horrible her father is, or right. or anything like that. It's very subtle. It's very in the background. It's not in your face, and which I like that. Yeah, there's a point when Helen, Sarah Michelle Gellar, gets home and says, Good night, Daddy, and he's watching TV and he never even looks at her. Right, yeah, it's just, yeah. And there's the, something so lonely and sad about that. Has yeah. no uh, our parental or, or, or authority around them that's going to bring them a positive image. Mm-hmm. Even her sister. Her sister's a, uh, a real shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wish they would have made her at least... I don't know, understandable. She's just or, the worst. Or, or not so one-dimensional. One-dimensional, that's the word I was looking for. Words. Right, I yes. agree with that. They could have they prolonged her part a little more, or put a little more something in there. Not in your face as much, but at least give her something. Give us uh, context for why she treats yeah. Helen so horribly. I know sisters can be shitty to each other, I mean, or do sure. shitty things to each other. Yeah. I mean, I've heard stories about you and your sister, so I know. That. When we were much younger. Much younger, yeah, right. Yeah, so we could still say thoughtless things accidentally, or maybe occasionally on purpose. I can't remember the last time that's ever happened, but I can't even imagine being so openly cruel to my sister. I right. I understand that, yeah. So. Um... Yeah, uh, I'm glad that you said something about uh, Kevin Williamson and liking Dawson's Creek. This was, I think, the maybe the second time because uh, Scream came out in 1996. Yes. The second time, it, it's kind of the beginning of when WB stars were trying their hand at horror. Like, I'm a grown-up and I'm going to be a, in a horror movie now. Right, or that or a rapper or R&B singer seem to always be in one of these movies, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. Kind of switch it up, like, change their image a little bit. Um, Scream 4 makes fun of that in their opening <laughs> sequence. Yeah, it's right. like all these WB, freeform, ABC family stars right, yeah. that show up at the beginning and all get killed or kill each other. So that it's the beginning of that trend. Um, ask me what my favorite line is. What's your favorite line? So, Helen is in the backseat. This is maybe my favorite line ever. I don't know. I'm going to force Josh Meyer to listen to this. Josh, I'm going to tag you in this post. Um, Because he always cackled at this, too, and I think my friend Joe. So, she's sitting in the back of this police cruiser. The police officer gets out to face the dude in the slicker because he's really stupid. But before he does that, she's trying to explain to him that there's a murderer chasing her. And she just goes, listen... You shit stick, Mayberry ass reject. And I don't even remember what she says after that because my friends and I were all laughing so hard at that line alone. That one's my favorite. Uh, is that your favorite? What's your favorite part? And it's just the the bitch wants to live. Oh yeah, that <laughs> Helen wants to live. I had started watching Buffy was 1996, right around the same time Buffy was in. So Buffy was probably almost in season two. By that time. And I liked Buffy, but Buffy doesn't really come into its own, I don't think, until around season three. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. I'd seen SMG be a badass. Not to the extent that she's a badass in Buffy, but yeah, that's impressive. I feel like even in 80s movies, the tertiary female characters, the quote-unquote sluts, if you will, that killed get killed first, they don't fight for their fucking lives like Helen does. <laughs> and so I really, really like that part, yeah. Yeah, that's a good part. That's a good, pretty good action scene. Could he, um, you know, is her uh, 
her sister gets killed. I'm like, yay! Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. You were awful. Shit, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> back to Billy Madison, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Actress, I forget your name, but it's not your fault. Bridget Wilson, I want to say. Bridget Wilson. Is that, you yeah, were I just think so. doing the lines you were given. She, yeah, yeah, she was, yeah, Billy Madison. She was, I want to say she was Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat. Oh, and Jason 10? Jason X? Or am I getting no. those blondes confused? You're getting the, is that you're talking about the one who gets her head dipped in the yeah, nitro? No. no, it just looks like her. Okay. No, a different actor. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, she gets killed real fast. And yeah, SMG fights for her damn life. And she almost gets to keep it. I always thought it was kind of um, weird that Sarah Michelle Gellar wasn't the lead as opposed to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Because they were both pretty big in their TV shows around that time, too. But she was, J-Love was bigger. Party of Five so? was a big deal, and Buffy was just getting started, and Buffy yeah. never reached the popularity level of Party of Five. It yeah, didn't. but also Party of Five never reached the um, the level Buffy has now. The cult, the, the cult following, following yeah, has. The yeah, diehard Buffy fans. That's true, but this was still 1997. Yeah, there's no there's no cult fucking Dawson's Creek, all right? Or, or well, any you other... You might be in that cult. Well, there's one, it. yeah. There's <laughs> me and, like, some other asshole here. Like, oh, I, fucking Pacey's the best. I knew no, a lot Dawson. of the people who loved Dawson's Creek when I was in college. They were admittedly all women, but that doesn't mean that men didn't like them, too. It probably is Yeah, that's following. fine to watch Dawson's yeah. Creek if you're a man, that's fine. It is. Anyway, J-Love <laughs> was a bigger name at that time okay. than SMG. How many deaths were in this movie? I don't know. I thought you were going to do that. <laughs> I still. did do it. It's five. Five. Right, because we got, what, Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki's the first to go. Right, and then we got uh, Ryan Philippi. Is next. Then we got... Is he really the second one? There's like a death lull there for a little while. The whole movie's pretty much a death lull. Yeah, I guess right? you're right. <laughs> not very many kills in this movie. Wait, with the first one... Well, technically the first one is David Egan. Right. Because we do find out he's also another red herring that you think he's the slicker guy, but it's not. It's his father-in-law. Right. Willis. So he, you never actually see his death. No, but Any it, other deaths. you see him alive at the beginning and find out he's dead later. I think you can count that. No, because we don't get to see the kill, you know? Fine. Fine. That's Johnny Galecki's first. It, it doesn't work that way. Joe Bob Briggs <laughs> wouldn't approve, damn it. Fine. <laughs> so we got Johnny Galecki, we got Ryan Phillippe, we got uh, Bridget Wilson, we got Sir Michelle Geller, and then we got the cop. So yeah, that's five. That, you mean the shit stick Mayberry ass reject? Yeah, yeah. sure. That, that's <laughs> probably, that, that fits him better than cop, I guess, right? <laughs> uh, no breasts, no penises, of course. No. Um, and the at the end, the killer kind of just Nordbergs himself. <laughs> he does. Into the ocean. <laughs> I mean, they do. Whoa! Lives, but he sort of just gets caught in a. His hand gets cut off because he gets caught in a rope. <laughs> he just like swings out and falls into the ocean. And it is. It did remind me of Patton Oswalt always makes a joke about serial killers in movies. Like we shot him with the flare gun and he fell off the dock. We're safe. <laughs> yeah. Nobody checks to make sure he's dead. <laughs> Uh, what grade do you give this movie? Oh, I give it an A. I mean, how <laughs> could I not? I know it's not great, but I love it. I think it is an important movie. Thank I do. you. Uh, do I think it's great? No. I think there's, there's, there's some good elements in this movie. 
Uh, I give it a, a C plus. Oh, okay. Uh, I, well, you thought I was going to shit all over yeah, this Yeah, I really video. did. Well, the thing is, is that I knew we were doing this show, so I really, really paid attention to what was going on. Mm-hmm. And you probably didn't notice that because you were playing Harry Potter on your phone. Because <laughs> you've seen this movie a million I, times. I have. I didn't need so to watch it again. You didn't need to take any notes, so you're playing on your phone. But I was really paying attention yeah. to stuff. Like, looking at lighting and, and, and... You know what I really didn't like about this movie? Hmm. Really, what I really don't like about maybe most horror movies, screaming. I could give a shit about women screaming or anybody screaming in horror movies. Is that pronounced? I really only remember Sarah Michelle Gellar letting out all the screams. No, man. No, no, no. Well, Jennifer Love Hewitt right at the end when she's in the ice piles yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Just, you know, stand there and scream, ah, then run, or, or then see the next dead body and scream again. I was just never really a fan of that. She's not really a hero. I get that, yeah. And she doesn't really save herself either, which I'm sort of annoyed. Like, Nancy... Why can't I think of Nancy's last name? From, From Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, shit. I don't ah! remember. Nancy is a hero. Like, that was the turning point of heroines in horror movies, I feel like. But yeah, that Jennifer Love Hewitt doesn't get... She is just kind of screaming annoyingly. Do you think maybe that's why you didn't like the screaming? She's not really helping herself? No, because I think it was made into a big deal in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Or like, let's... We gotta get an actress and she's gotta fucking scream. Oh, who can scream? We gotta scream so we can get those those teenage girls in the theater to scream. I gotcha. I I mean, I... I, It's my opinion. I'm not a big fan of it. Other people love when people scream. Not a big fan. Okay. But I like the movie Scream. Figure me out. Yeah, you're complicated. (laughs) Wait, what's your favorite part? Uh, I would have to say when Johnny Galecki gets hooked in the face. <laughs> it's a good, it's pretty close, I think. Yeah, Galecki fish gets, uh, gets caught there. And, yeah, uh... Johnny Galecki's caught. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Johnny Galecki. I love you. Just oh, not the dude, big yeah. thing. No, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's that, that show, there's, like, what if there was a show with, like, a bunch of, of women in New York, and they just called it. <laughs> you know, they're just like they're all acting like. Or, Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm fucking serious. Like, there what is they... a show like that? Oh, Sex in the City, right? Yeah. Well, they both fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> all stereotypes is what you're getting at with the fact that you just yeah. described something. <laughs> yeah, let's get a, let's get four women in New York, and you know, let's make it talk about. Fucking guys and and bullshit, stupid. I still can't tell if you really didn't remember Sex in the City. Uh, I did, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. There are a lot of stereotypes that annoy you. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> of nerds. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that about does it for us today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Check us out on the, our new network there, and we're gonna check out these other podcasts too because they're pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, I've started listening to them a few days ago, and I've, I've tried to listen to all of them, and I, I'm missing a couple of one, a couple of them, or and I think one more is just a new one. I forgot the name of it. Didn't write it down. It looks He's pretty cool. Adding a lot, yeah. Yeah, he added a He's couple more. A lot of podcasts, like Midwest podcasts specifically. I think. That's oh, what cool. He wants. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, they, I think they have some Canadians on there too. Oh. Okay. I think the women who do the Same Urban thing. Legends is a, um, is are from Canada, I believe. Okay. Uh, they also have another one where a guy or they have guests on who read short stories that people have written or old pulp 
novels and people cool. just read them and then uh yeah and that's it okay so definitely check it out it's yeah check it out prescribed films podcast network and we're on there come listen to us or yeah. listen to us on soundcloud or on google play or we're moving up baby i got a computer i got a microphone we're sounding better and then uh upgrade uh, upgrade we gotta yeah. go see that movie yeah, I was actually thinking the Beyonce song, but sure, that movie too, yeah. Yeah, I'm like the, the you know, <laughs> we had the American Tom Hardy in that movie? Yeah, Logan I, Marshall Green, I finally learned his name. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, I'm like the upgrade too, but, You're the... but instead of Paul Giamatti, it's me. Oh, honey. I know, I'm selling myself really short on really this one. Really short. So At then when people actually that. see me, like, oh, man, he's not too bad looking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they go and think I look like a, a Paul Giamatti, and they're like, oh, wow, look at this guy. His bald spot isn't nearly as big as his. <laughs> so I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, thanks for listening.